But come on and give him praise. Come on and give him praise in the house. If you're blessed, give him praise. If you know you're blessed, give him praise. Hallelujah. Come on, one more time. Would you lift your hands and lift your voice? Somebody praise the Lord. Come on and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Make a loud noise. Make a loud noise, rejoice, and sing praise. Hallelujah. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. I feel like God's going to heal somebody's body before they leave this place. Somebody's mind's going to be touched before they walk out of this place. Somebody's going to leave with new determination. The Lord is in this place. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jordan. We love these people. Your pastors are wonderful, wonderful people, great family. This is a great church, and we thank you for the invitation to come and worship with you. And uh, thank you, Addison Choir Corral, for coming. It's a great group of people. And we're so glad to be here tonight. Very quickly, let's go to the word of the Lord, Joshua chapter 6. All of the guests that are here tonight, God bless you for coming. It's good to see you. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 1. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 1. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall come past the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thou shalt do this six days. Seven priests shall bear for the ark, seven trumpets of ram's horns, and the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with trumpets, and it shall come to pass. And it shall come to pass. That when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him psalm chapter 47 and verse 1 just simply said oh clap your hands all ye people and shout unto god with the voice of triumph one translation said come on everyone clap your hands and shout to god with joyful praise are there any praisers in the house tonight are there any worshipers in the house tonight I want to preach for just a few moments tonight on the subject. Don't lose your shout. Don't lose your shout. Come on, touch somebody. Say, don't lose your shout. Come on, tell them, whatever you do, don't lose your worship. You've got to hang on to your shout. Lord, thank you for your presence that we feel in this place tonight. We thank you for the wonderful worship that's ascended to your throne. And now we pray, God, that you bless your word and speak to us. Send deliverance into this place. Set somebody free. In Jesus' name we pray. And we'll praise you and thank you for it. And everyone said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. That word shout means to utter or cry out in a loud voice. And we see the shout all through the scripture. 
In 2 Samuel 6 and 15, David and all Israel brought the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. In 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16, Paul said, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. Somebody said, Well, Pastor, you know, it's, it's not all in the shout. And I agree, but I'd have to say it's not all in just sitting there either. There ought to be some kind of praise and some kind of worship that flows out of our innermost being. In Isaiah 12 and 6, he said, Cry out and shout, thou inhabitest of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. In Isaiah 42 and 11, he said, Let the inhabitants of the rock sing. Let them shout from the top of the mountains. In Jeremiah 31 and 7, he said, Thus saith the Lord, sing with gladness for Jacob and shout among the chief of the nations. In Zephaniah 3 and 14, he said, Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad, rejoice with all thine heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. You see, what concerns me is that we've forgotten how to shout and have breakthroughs in our worship. I think we've convinced ourselves that it's supposed to be kind of quiet and still when you come to the house of the Lord. But my Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise, rejoice, and sing praise. There ought to be some kind of praise and some kind of shout in the house of the Lord. You see, the problem is we've moved so far from what the Word says about worship that we've lost the victory in the process. I know it may seem a little radical. I know it may seem a little extreme. I know at times it may seem a little excessive. But there is a place for the worship and the shout in the house of the Lord. I want to tell you when you need to shout. You need to shout when you're in the middle of that battle or that struggle. And it doesn't seem like you're going to make it through. And the devil knows you're not going to make it through. That's when you need to rear back and open your mouth and begin to praise him. And begin to lift him up and begin to magnify his name. That's when you need to shout. Don't just shout, but shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Shout because the battle is the Lord's. Shout because we know who's on our side. Shout because we know in the end we're going to come out victorious. Give God a shout of praise. Come on, somebody clap your hands and lift your voice and give God a praise. Hallelujah. When Israel crossed Jordan and they began their conquest of Canaan, the first stronghold they encountered was Jericho. Jericho was a well-fortified city. The Bible said no one went in or came out. It seemed impenetrable. It seemed indestructible. And it seemed unconquerable. But the Lord told Joshua that Jericho would be theirs. But it didn't seem that promising. The walls seemed as high as they were thick and as thick as they were wide. But God said, I want to give you the recipe for victory. I want to give you the recipe for blessing. He said, I, I, there's two things. Number one, it's going to be your feet, and then it's going to be your mouth. Your feet and your mouth are going to bring the victory. He said, before I give you the victory, I first want you to take a walk. I want you to walk around the walls for six days. Why walk? Because it had to do with obedience, which would directly determine the outcome of that battle. I want to tell you, don't ever minimize the importance of walking with the Lord. Don't ever minimize the importance of walking with God. We need to learn how to walk with the Lord. Our relationship with God is defined as a walk. Noah and Enoch walk with God. 
Bible says that David said, For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, my feet from falling. He said, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Solomon in Proverbs 10 and 9 said, He that walketh uprightly walketh surely. In Romans 6 and 4, Paul said, We're buried with Christ in baptism. And as Christ was raised from the dead, even so, we should walk in newness of life. In 3 John 1 and 4, John said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. The Bible said we're to walk in love. We're to walk in honesty. We're to walk uprightly. We're to walk in wisdom. We're to walk before Him. We're to walk in His paths. We're to walk in His law. We're to walk in the light. We're to walk in truth and walk in the Spirit. We're to walk in integrity and walk circumspectly. We're to walk after the Lord and walk after the Spirit and walk by faith and not sight. And we're to walk worthy of the Lord. I want to tell you, we got to get back to walking with God. We've got to learn how to pray. We've got to learn how to fast. We've got to learn how to seek the Lord. We've got to learn how to be faithful and committed to God and His kingdom and His work. We've got to get back to walking with God. You can't neglect your walk with God for six days and show up at church on the seventh and expect to have a shout and expect to get the victory. Before you can ever shout on the seventh day, you've got to walk with God for six days. Where there's been no worship on Monday, where there's been no commitment on Tuesday, where there's been no sacrifice on Wednesday, where there's been no dedication on Thursday, where there's been no devotion on Friday and no prayer on Saturday, there can be no shout on Sunday. You see, what happens on Sunday is nothing more than a reflection of what's happened on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. No wonder some people walk in the house of God and there's no praise and there's no worship. There's been no relationship on Monday. There's no been sacrifice on Wednesday. There's no been commitment on Thursday. We've got to walk with God for six days. And when we show up on the seventh day, there ought to be a shout of praise and worship that brings the walls down. Can I preach a little while? You can't watch filth on Monday. You can't be a hypocrite on Tuesday. You can't lay out a church on Wednesday. You can't live in rebellion on Thursday. You can't get drunk on Friday and party on Saturday and expect to show up in this place and God give you the victory. This I say then, walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. And you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. We've got to walk in the Spirit. You see, the enemy's trying to mess up our walk. And he wants to turn us out of the way. But you got to make up your mind no matter what happens. No matter what comes, I'm walking with the Lord. I'm going to walk with Jesus. The old song we used to sing, I'm going through, I'm going through. I don't care what the rest of the world decides to do. I've made up my mind. I'm not going to turn around. I'm walking with Jesus and I'm going through. We've got to learn how to go through in our walk. We've got to walk with the Lord. But then God said, there's one more thing. You want the victory? After you walk for six days. After you've been committed for six days. On the seventh day, I want you to shout. On the seventh day after they marched, Joshua said, shout for the Lord hath given you the city. 
And the Bible said it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. And they shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. And the people went up straight before him and they took the city. Did you hear that? They shouted and when they shouted the walls came down and they went up and they got the victory. I want to tell you God's battle plan for victory was a walk and a shout. God said walk for six days. But on that seventh day I want you to shout and the walls came down. Can I just tell you tonight that when we come into this house there ought to be an explosion of praise and worship. There ought to be some shouts of worship and some shouts of praise in the house of the Lord. David said praise you the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firm of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Come on, is God good? Is he great and greatly to be praised? Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel. Praise him in the dance. Praise him in the dance. Praise him in the dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and the organs. Praise Him with the loud cymbals. Praise Him on the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything, let everything that hath breath, everything that has breath, everything that's alive and has breath, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. If you've got breath in your body, you ought to lift your voice. You ought to open your mouth and give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Be seated. You see, we've been conditioned to wait, to respond until the victory's won. We've been conditioned to respond when we've come through the battle and we come up out of the other side and we can look back on what God's done for us. It's after the victory comes that we feel that release to praise Him and to lift Him up. But I want you to notice when Joshua told them to shout, the walls were still standing high. As of yet, there was no visible sign that anything was transpiring in the realm of the Spirit. To the naked eye, there was no evidence of any kind of triumph at all. In fact, they had every reason not to shout. Who shouts before the victory? Who shouts before the healing? Who shouts before the answer comes? It just doesn't make any sense. But when Joshua said shout, they shouted anyway. The walls were still standing. But when he said shout, they got to shouting. And that's exactly how God wants us to praise him. He doesn't want us to wait until we've come through the battle. He doesn't want us to wait until we've come through the trial. He wants us to praise Him right there in that situation. Right there in that problem. Right there in that trial. If you're going through something tonight, you ought to praise Him right where you are. Don't wait till the battle's over. Don't wait till the healing comes. Don't wait till the blessing comes. Praise Him right now. Praise Him right now. Can I just be honest with you? Come on. I want to preach that choir for just a little bit. We can't afford to let too many Sundays pass without a breakthrough. We can't just come to the house of God and have church and just kind of do our own thing. We've got to have continual breakthroughs in our lives. When we come to the house of God on Sunday, after having been in the world and fighting the devil, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, we need to come in this house and lift our voices and make up our minds. We're here to worship. We're here to praise. We're here to magnify the name of Jesus.
The Bible said when they shouted on that seventh day, it was an actual day and an actual moment of time that produced a supernatural breakthrough. Those were not imaginary walls, but they were real and they were tangible and they were physical material walls that needed to come down. And their shout was a definite and real cry that brought about a definite and real change. I want to tell you that your worship can bring about a miraculous intervention in your life. A physical, tangible miracle can happen in your life. There are times we walk with God and we grow and change through the process and over time. But there are other times when there's a breakthrough that comes and there's a definite supernatural encounter and our lives are changed instantaneously. I just want to tell you, we got to stop spiritualizing everything and we've got to realize there's power in our praise and there's power in our worship to affect the physical as well as the spiritual. And we have to believe that when we break through in worship and we have a breakthrough in our praise, that something very real and supernatural can take place in our lives. Something real can happen in our lives when we break through in worship. I remind you in Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas, they were in a real prison with real stocks and bonds. And they had really been beaten. And it was really midnight. And they really got to singing and praising God. And there was a real earthquake. And a real angel came down from heaven and shook the foundation of that prison. And those real stocks and bonds fell off. And there was a real deliverance in their lives. I am preaching when they shouted, there was a deliverance. And if we will shout, there's not a wall that can't be broken. If we'll shout, there's not a hindrance that can't be removed. There's not a fortification that can't be busted through. There's not a spirit that can't be subdued. If we'll shout, there's not a sin that can't be conquered. I said there's not a temptation that can't be overcome. There's, a, there's not a sickness that can't be healed. There's not a temptation. There's not a problem. There's not a trial that God can't bring deliverance. If somebody will shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Come on, right now, somebody can get their miracle. I feel faith in the house. Right now, somebody can receive a blessing. Somebody can receive a healing. Somebody can have a change of mind and change of direction. We got to hang on to our shout. I said, We got to hang on to our shout. Don't let the devil take your shout. Don't let the devil rob you of your shout. But let all those that trust in thee, let them shout for joy. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy. Let the priest be clothed with righteousness and let the saints shout for joy. Let the saints shout for joy. Let the saints shout for joy. You know the devil wants to rob you of your joy. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is your strength. The devil wants to rob you of your joy because if he can get your joy, he can get your peace. If he can get your joy, he can get your faith. If he can get your joy, he can take everything that's good out of your life. we got to hang on to our joy. 
the joy of the Lord is your strength. How are you going to keep your joy? You got to keep shouting for it. You got to fight for it. You've got to resist the devil and he will flee. Submit to God. Walk right. Talk right. Be right. And then resist the devil and he has to flee. Well, preacher, how do I resist the devil? Let me tell you how you resist the devil. When you come to the house of God, you get your hands up in the air. How do you resist the devil? You open your mouth and give God a praise. I know the devil's pushing on you. I know the devil's trying to bring you down. But if somehow you can break through all the junk that life has thrown your way and just say, I'm in the house of God and I'm going to praise him because he's good and because his mercy endureth forever. I'm getting ready to close. Come on, musicians. Maybe your situation looks bleak. Maybe your situation looks dark. Maybe your situation looks hopeless. You're who I'm preaching to tonight. That's how it must have looked when the Jehoshaphat was attacked by the Ammonites and the Moabites. He received a letter and the Bible said he took it to the house of God and he spread it on the altar before the Lord. He began to pray, Lord, we have no might against this great company. And neither do we know what to do. But God spoke and said, tomorrow go out against them. The battle's not yours. It's mine. We've got to learn that the battle is his and not ours. You know what they did? They took the word of God and marched into battle saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endure forever. They marched into battle saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endure forever. When it seems like there's nothing else for you to hold on to, you can get a hold of his mercy. And praise him for his mercy. And as of yet, not even one enemy combatant had fallen, but they decided they were going to shout anyway. Listen, I don't know what your situation looks like tonight. It could be failing finances. It could be prolonged illness. It could be wayward spouse, unsaved children, anxiety, fear, depression. I don't know what your battle is tonight. Maybe you're doing all the right things, but the walls still haven't fallen yet. This is what I want to tell you to do. Get, lift your voice. Lift your hands. Begin to praise Him. Praise Him abandonedly. Praise Him with everything that's within you. We've got to praise Him while we're in the battle. We've got to praise Him while we're in that circumstance. We've got to praise Him while we're going through that situation. I don't care how bad it is. You need to lift your voice and shout. Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing. Cry aloud, thou that didst travail with child. Sing, O barren. If you're in this place tonight and you feel defeated. If you're in this house tonight and you feel depressed. If you've walked into this place and you're discouraged. If you've come into this house tonight and you feel weak and vulnerable. If there's fear in your life, I invite you very quickly. Step out of that pew where you are. Make your way down to this altar. I know there's not a whole lot of room up here. But I feel like the Holy Ghost is here to minister. The Holy Ghost is here to, to set somebody free. Come on, very quickly. If you have a need in your life. You need to step out and walk down to this altar and lift your voice. And lift your hands and say, God, I'm going to praise you. I know I'm going through a trial, but God, I'm going to praise you. Is there anybody that needs a miracle in the house tonight? Is there anybody here that needs a healing in the house?
Come on and lift your voice. Come on and lift your voice. Give God a shout of praise. Give God a shout of worship. There's a breakthrough that's coming. There's a miracle that's coming. There's a healing that's coming. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It have a breakthrough. Have a breakthrough. There's still room in this altar. Come on, push your way up. There's room in this altar. You need God to touch you. You need a supernatural touch. You're in the right place tonight. you lay your hand on somebody you're standing close to. Come on, reach over and lay your hand on that person and begin to pray that God would deliver them. There's deliverance in this house. There's deliverance in this place. There's deliverance in this place. Awesome. 